May we have your attention, please? Very early on in the RSSB story, we started to look at the importance of health and well-being, and how physical health and more recently mental health as well have a direct impact on job performance and satisfaction. Health and well-being is now a core activity within RSSB as it delivers support and guidance for the rail industry. And we practice what we preach at RSSB. As the first in a series about specific health issues and how to approach them, I leave the rest of this episode to two of my RSSB colleagues in a conversation about how one of them has dealt with a diagnosis for prostate cancer. Hi, I'm Deb Archibald, Health and Wellbeing Specialist at RSSB, and I'm here today with Tavid Dobson. Hi, Tavid. Hi, Debs. March is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, so we thought we would have a conversation about this. So, Tavid, did you want to just start off by introducing yourself and saying a little bit about what your experience of prostate cancer has been? Thank you, Debs. Yes, I'm Tavid Dobson. I'm the Lead Safety Management System Specialist working in System Safety and Health and I focus on road risk as a technical lead. I discovered I had prostate cancer just over three years ago now, and initially I thought I had testicular cancer because my groin was hurting, so I went to see my GP. They did a PSA test to check on my levels. They were quite high, so they asked me to do another test, and that was quite low. So then started doing a whole series of tests over a period of about six months, which included an internal examination and various other bits and pieces. But it wasn't until they did a biopsy that they discovered that I actually had prostate cancer. And at that time, my readings were, PSA readings were nearly 20. And on the Gleason scale, on the severity of the cancer, it was 9 out of 10. So it was a very aggressive cancer. But I was lucky because I caught it really early. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a really worrying time. What did you choose to do? Well, at that time, my weight was already quite high and therefore my options were quite restricted. Generally, you get two options. You can either have the prostate removed if it's still in the prostate or you have a form of hormone therapy and radiotherapy. I had the hormone therapy and the radiotherapy. What helped you at that stage to make sense of all of the information and decide what the best course was? It's amazing, isn't it? So it's typical when I got told I had prostate cancer, they took me into a separate room. There were counsellors there who were able to advise and guide. And of course, you you suddenly realise it's all really, really serious stuff. And yeah, I was in shock for a few days trying to process the fact that I had something serious that needed to be addressed. But the people around were absolutely amazing. And I think you know, we do, we moan about the NHS in a number of ways, but certainly the, the cancer side, the Macmillan Centre that I was at was absolutely amazing. You just end up being put into this whole regime of care and support. It's outstanding. And also RSSB. I mean, I have to say, everybody was just unbelievably supportive, that they recognised what I was going through. And, you know, a big shout out for Arvin because he really helped me hugely through the process all along the journey. I was given time out when I needed to have treatment. Everyone was just really, really understanding. Yeah, it was a really good experience, really. How has that experience, how did it impact you at work whilst you were going through that? Well, a lot. I mean, as I mentioned, we'd had a talk before, didn't we, Dad? I think I didn't shy away from the fact that I had it and I was quite open with people, partly because a lot of the symptoms which you display, and to be fair, they're menopausal. You're on the hormone therapies are inhibits the testosterone so you start developing female tendencies and certainly the menopausal sweats that used to just suddenly erupt were embarrassing but I think in some ways 
you know, you have to laugh it off. You have to find a way to deal with them. And colleagues understood and were supportive. So it, it was, you know, I, want, I don't want to say, hey, go and get cancer. It's a great trip. It, it's not. But it's such a common issue these days. And I think people are a lot more aware of what cancer is and what it does. And as a result, I think people do understand what you're going through. You know, when there's support mechanism in place, it does make it a lot easier to deal with. So what would your advice be in terms of that support mechanism then? What were the biggest things that you had in place that really helped you? I think it was having an understanding manager who understood that on a daily basis, I might just not be up for working. And I think it was being able to be flexible and recognise that, yes, you need time off to deal with it, but also you need to keep busy. You need to keep active. And I think getting that balance can be difficult, but I think if you can achieve that balance, then it does make it a lot easier to get through. I don't want to sort of focus on one specific point because I think it was the whole package. I think just from people understanding what you were going through, being able to adapt and recognize that you needed to modify the way you work and the language. People were very supportive. I think it was, you know, as I keep saying, it was, it was actually quite a good experience. And and it's one of the things I recognize with RSSB that put a lot of effort into being able to make sure that they support the welfare of, the, of their staff. And, it's, and certainly that applied to me. Yeah, that's great. And you talk about language. I mean, it can be quite hard for people sometimes to know what to say to someone when they're in that situation. What did people say that was helpful to you or what would you suggest would be helpful? That's a really difficult one because, of course, everyone responds in different ways. <laughs> but I think the fact that I didn't hide away from it, I think, helped people understand it and cope with it and also I was I was really happy to talk to people about it and I spoke to a number of my colleagues male colleagues about prostate cancer while I was going through it because obviously once people knew I had it they were coming up and asking me about it so in some ways that helped me to deal with it too so I found myself in a position where I was actually starting to give advice and support to other men in the company who were coming up and asking me about prostate cancer because as I say I wasn't keeping it a secret and I think it's so important that men, you know, especially when you get to the age of 50, 50 onwards, most men will get prostate cancer at some point in their lives. And it's really important that they check and make sure that they get regular PSA checks with their GP because it is treatable. And certainly for myself, I'm looking forward to a positive life now. I've lost a lot of weight. I keep fit. I eat healthy. You know, the cancer is never going to go away. It's always there. I get tested every six months. But from a score of 20 when I started, to now less than one, it's well within a manageable area. So I think, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm glad this week is coming up to raise awareness. I think it's really important that men go and check themselves out. And I'm always available. I'm around the company. If people want to come and talk to me about my experience, I'm more than happy to share. So it's not always easy to talk about these subjects. And for men in particular, I think sometimes talking about well-being can be a bit challenging. What would your advice be for people in terms of opening the conversation or, or talking about this? It's an incredibly difficult position to put men in. Not all men are the same. I don't think of myself as being a typical man. But I do understand that men do find it difficult. And certainly amongst my friends, I think they find it very difficult. I think it's just weeks, like the Awareness Week coming up helps. And I think even the podcast we're doing now helps. And even if just someone comes up and asks to have a coffee in the, in the canteen, little private chat, you know, I'm open for that. It's not something I think people are going to stand at the roofside and shout about, but I do think that once men realise there's resources around that they can use, hopefully they'll quietly take it up and go and find out more about it. 
there's a huge amount on the internet now. And you know, I did all my research on the internet when I found out I had cancer. And that helped hugely just being able to recognize there's just an immense amount of resource out there. And there's groups as well that you can join if you feel that way inclined. And some men may feel more comfortable doing that, being slightly anonymous and being part of a group and having those chats. I think I'd just say to everybody, look around you, do your searches, listen to the podcast, use the material. And hopefully, you know, if you do get symptoms, that you're brave enough to go down to the GP and get it checked out. Thanks, Tavid. Really appreciate you spending the time talking to us today and encourage anyone who's concerned about prostate cancer either to speak to Tavid or to take a look at the Prostate Cancer UK website where they've got some really good information and a risk checker that you can look at as well. So thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.